Hey, so tonight's uh, podcast, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to continue on with the wedding timeline series, where you should be at um, in your wedding plans. And this today, we're going to talk about months 7 through 10, which you should be doing during this time frame. But for those of you that do not know me, my name is Alicia, and I am a wedding and event planner, and I deliver the WOW experience. I am a lover of all things elegant and classy, and learn more about me after landing my first 9-to-5 job as a meeting and catering coordinator at a very prestigious law firm. I was hooked on in develop hooked on developing and designing corporate meetings and other social events. But it wasn't until I started a new job as an events and catering coordinator at a nationally accredited college where my love for events grew further. I'm all about creating that OMG inducing events and infusing personalities into every element of the special day, whether that's a wedding or an event. That's what I want, the wow factor from the guests and also the hosts as well. Um, but my most favorite part of events is my days are never the same. I love the versatile, the, the being versatile, um, the difference, being creative, the uniqueness. That's what I love. But what I really, 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 really love is helping individuals and couples create memories without breaking the bank. Classy is what I offer. Lifetime lifetime worth of memories are what you get. And aside my digital products, I reveal exactly how you too can have an experience of a lifetime. Make sure that you click the link and head over to my website to grab any of the uh, wedding or event planning um, resources that I have. And if you also want a copy of this timeline, make sure that you click that link as well and grab the timeline and that way you have it in front of you and you can also go buy it for your upcoming wedding um or maybe you already started in a wedding planning process and you just need to know where you should be at because you're in let's say for tonight's a podcast that you're in month seven through ten so that means like you're either in month seven eight nine or ten and you just want to make sure that you're on the right track definitely grab this timeline, it will help you use this as a guide to continue on to the finish line, which is the wedding. Or maybe you're just absolutely brand new, don't know where to start, uh, and don't even know where you should be at in the early beginning stages. So definitely grab this timeline and let's move into the podcast. So tonight, like I said before, we're talking about month seven through 10, what you should be doing. So the first thing we're going to talk about is finding lodging for your guests and secure a room block. So you need to figure out who is all coming. Okay. Who is all coming to your wedding from Either it's going to be a local wedding, so obviously you don't have to worry about lodging for you and your your spouse, but you're really trying to see who from out of state, who from out of the area is coming to your wedding. Obviously, they're going to need a place to stay, so it is good to figure out affordable hotels or lodging in the area that have accommodations for your guests so they're so your guests aren't really spending that much money outside of the hotel so make sure that the hotel has a swimming pool if there's you know if they're if this is a kid-friendly wedding 
make sure that there's some sort of amenities that cater to kids as well, like a swimming pool, an arcade. Some hotels have, like, have movie theaters and stuff, you know. And also make sure, regardless of the fact if kids are not there or um, it's just adults, make sure that there's complimentary breakfast included as well. Um, see what guests are coming, see what they need that you can think of. Like if you know Aunt John, I mean, Uncle Uncle John and Aunt Mary, they're older, they're, you know, Uncle John is handicapped, may try to find a room for him at a, at the hotel that his, you know, everybody's going to be at, but make sure that, you know, that you let the salesperson know the sales coordinator know that, you know, you have handicapped people, you have older people in your crowd, and they're going to need to be like on the first floor, or they're going to need um, handicapped accessible rooms, stuff like that. Another thing too, I'm just trying to think, I used to work at a front desk because hospitality is my career. It's uh, like my very first hotel job was working at a front desk. So I'm just trying to really think of when I had wedding parties come through what was the common stuff that people wanted some people wanted like double rooms meaning like a joining room so they can have like I don't know like the parents be in one room the kids be another like I said before maybe um adults are traveling with older people and they want to be in the same you know room or joining room so they can accommodate the older people or the handicapped person Another thing, uh, some people, a balcony is really not nothing that needs to be accessible. And it's not a priority. You're trying to think of parking. You're trying to think of handicapped, accessible stuff. You're trying to think of amenities like complimentary breakfast, pool, gym. Especially if you know like a lot of people in your wedding party are fit. And want to remain fit and stuff like that. And you know that they work out every day. Try to accommodate them with a gym. I think, but I do believe like a lot, a lot, a lot of hotels have gyms. Um, do what and try to get like the best rate. See if you can, see if that hotel takes any type of discount. So say that, you, you know, if you if you book X, Y, Z amount of rooms, see if you can use like a AAA discount or AARP discount military discount see if you can uh, combine the number of rooms that you're booking or blocking with uh, some sort of discount to get the absolute lowest discount for your guests and make sure that the hotel is in a very decent area make sure that you if you're not familiar with the hotel that you go out before you do anything before you give up any type of numbers and further your plans with the sales coordinator go and visit the room the last thing you want is for your guests that are coming to this hotel to add more stress to to what you're already feeling and going through. You don't want them adding their hotel mess on top of your mess, on top of your wedding mess, because that's going to be the ultimate stress right there. Them not being happy in what you picked for them. Okay? They went by what you included in the invitation the the wedding packet they're not happy so just try to you know pick the best room that you absolutely can for a great price um 
in a decent area, a safe area, make sure or try to find something that's close to the wedding venue or an airport. Um, but obviously you want to be close to, you want your guests to be close to the wedding venue, but try to put them near landmarks, you know, something that they can be able to recognize or maybe they're familiar with. Um, but definitely try to keep them on the same line as the, the wedding venue though. Um, if you're getting married at like a different venue from your reception try to keep them in that area so they're not driving around getting lost and getting frustrated and stuff like that and then you arrive to the reception and half your guests have no clue where they're at so definitely try to keep them close to you close to the wedding activities and yeah make sure that there's like if they wanted to eat that there's like maybe restaurants around or maybe when you go start sending out your invitations that's what you need to um definitely include so the next bullet point actually is sending out invitations so again you want to send this out seven uh, and during month seven so your lodging needs to be had needs to happen during month seven and sending out your invitations during month seven why so early some people say to keep track to keep numbers to see who's coming to see who's not coming because you don't want to really communicate with the people that's not coming because that's not your priority that's not what your focus is you don't really want to keep track of the people that's not coming that's that they're they're excluding themselves you only want to keep track and keep record of the people that are going to show up and are planning on showing up that's who you want to communicate with for your um wedding and stuff like that so when you send out invitations especially to people that again that are out of state or out of your area you need to include a extremely detailed packet meaning let them know what is going on ahead of time so they are not blindsided they know what's going on ahead of time when they're still at their house and they know how to plan physically and mentally for this trip for this travel and once they get there so in this pack you need to include obviously the invitation where the reception is at i mean where the ceremony is at where the reception is at the hotel package so you need to put down the um hotel number this this is where you go to you I you either call because most of the time they want the guests to call so that way they can go in under your name and reserve the room that way so you need to put the phone the hotel address the hotel name and address the number that they need to call the code that they already need to give the recept the guest service agent oh I'm with um the the Williams party, the Williams wedding party. So um, another thing that you need to include is the price for the room, the t- the type of room. So some people may say, okay, we we have double beds. Even if it might just be one person, but if that's the only thing that they have, then that's the only thing that they have. Um, or maybe a king bed, 
too. So just let them know the bet the type of betting options, and also let them know that this is the this is a handicap accessible hotel. Um, just let the the guest agent know that you need a handicap room on the first floor. Um, and let them know about parking. If there's any fees for parking, let them know about that too. Also include amenities in the area. Let them know that uh, breakfast is complimentary or if breakfast is not complimentary, let them know about a few different restaurants in the area where they can get breakfast. Let them know about uh, different things in the area where they can get uh, lunch and dinner. Also, a lot of them are going to probably be renting cars. Let them know what airport they're going to be flying into. Let them know where they can rent the car from and also um, see if you can call up some of these rental agencies to get a quote from them too to see what the best price is and also have your guests if that if you're able to get a quote for your wedding party at a rental agency to have your guests call the rental agency and say hey I'm with the Smith wedding party I need to book this such and such car what is the price um, another thing to include is um, the hotel amenities. Um, just let them know as much stuff in the area. Give them directions, okay? Even though everybody nowadays has um, GPS on their phone, still print out old-fashioned, old-school directions. <clears throat> Excuse me. And include that in the packet. So you want to include directions from... The hotel to the wedding ceremony, from the cer the wedding ceremony to the reception, um, and if they need directions from the the uh, reception back to their hotel, I would do that too. If they decide to go somewhere else after the reception, that's that's on them. But at least you can give them pinpoints as to where they are. At least they have that. <clears throat> at least they have that. Um, guide that hard copy just in case their gps takes them off the road or their gps isn't working at least they can still follow the hard directions and i would also advise them to keep it in their car so that way they have it with them just in case their gps loses signal or something like that and i also will let them know about different landmarks in the area so that maybe they can GPS that and try to figure out how to get back to their hotel room from there. But it's always good to let people know what landmarks are in the area so that way they can use that as a pinpoint to as to where they are. Um, I'm trying to think. Let them know if there's a pool. Let them know if there's any like beaches nearby. Um, I'm just trying to really think. I think that might be it to include in the packet. If you can think of anything else to leave in the, you know, to include in the, inside of the packet, definitely include that. Um, I would not, if people start to call you asking you what the menu is, you can tell them. I wouldn't, I would not include it inside of the packet. I would, you know, if they call saying, hey, I have um, dietary restrictions, I'm gluten-free, is there any gluten-free options? Stuff like that, you have to, I would say, um, you know, either you have a gluten-free menu or you can be able to provide a gluten-free meal for that guest or guests. That's something that you can discuss with the guests and also discuss with the caterer. 
So getting stuff like that, information like that is a huge plus. And you will also be able to keep track of that too. So that way when the caterer does do the food, you can make sure that everybody gets their yeah, everybody gets fed pretty much like the gluten-free people or that person that does that's a vegetarian they can all you know everybody can eat and um still have a great time but and on the invitations you can google how to if you're doing your invitation yourself or if you're ordering them off of sd or ordering them off of from wherever if you're doing them yourself then definitely look at templates online to kind of go off that and um, make your invitations that way. You can use Canva to make your invitation. You can also go to Creative Market. I believe they have uh, wedding invitations that you can create on your own. All you have to do is all you have to do for Canva and Creative Market is just hit is print them off so you can send them to like target or walmart or staples somewhere and just print them off and then you know do your mailing get envelopes and stamps and stuff like that then when you go to the post office to get stamps try to see if they have like any wedding stamps and don't just settle for like american flag or something like that try to get something that's wedding theme like elegant and stuff like that um to put on side of to put on outside of the envelope Sorry about that. I got a phone call. So um, the next bullet point is keep track of your RSVP responses. Like I said before, you only during this time want to keep keep in contact with those that are that are attending your wedding or um, your wedding. The ones that aren't coming, obviously, you know, you don't want to waste too much time trying to speak you know talk with them and stuff like that because a lot of people that can't make it they want to know every single detail about your wedding even though they can't make it they just want to be they just want to know what's going on just so that just to kind of get the feeling of what they're going to be missing out on you can either fill them in or you can kindly tell them that you know you have a lot of stuff to do and you got to get you know the ball rolling with different stuff for the wedding and that you will communicate with them um after the wedding send them pictures or maybe you can set up some sort of video so people that can't make it can live stream your wedding if that's what you choose to do but for right now you really just want to keep your stress levels low and just communicate with the people that are actually attending the wedding um and make sure that you give a rsvp date rsvp date and stay on top of your 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 responses because you need to it is extremely 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 important to know numbers who's all coming how many people are coming how many kids are going to be there how many um adults are going to be there so that way the caterer knows that way the venue or location knows that way you know so that way you can set up accordingly chairs tables favors um and just numbers in general will keep your costs low because you know who's all coming who's all going to be there so you can set the tape the number of place settings some people do like um assign people to tables so doing that having numbers and staying on top of people with 
RSVP is something that is extremely necessary. And those that you cannot reach, give a courtesy call. Okay, and just say, hey, I'm just trying to uh, figure out um, some numbers to just get a head count. Are you, would, uh, did you A, get my invitation? If so, are you going to be attending? And they'll either, you know, right there say yes or no. If people start, oh, I'm not sure yet, or yada, 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 you really have to, like, just say, I really need to know. Like today, don't give people too much time because to think about it, meaning like days and stuff like that, like you can give them maybe like a week. If they do not know within that week, if they're attending your wedding, I would just go ahead and rule them out and I would let them know that. Say, I'm, you know, unfortunately, it seems like you're not coming. So I'm just going to have to um, take you out of my account. So either they're going to be like, okay, or, you know, or, oh, no, 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 I'm coming. So they're either going to have a decision right then and there if you put time you put pressure on them to make if you make their decision for them because people get a real funny when it comes to rsvps because they don't want to decline but they're really 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 not sure it's either you are you're not simple as that are you coming or you're not it's it's very that it's it's that simple um like i said i would give them a week and at the end of the week i would call email text whatever it is that you have to do to try to get in communication with them and let them know okay are you coming or not and if they oh i'm not sure just give me a kill no i need to know right now are you coming or not i don't have any more time i need to get my numbers to the necessary people are you coming or not? And if they still keep ping-ponging back, just make that decision for them and let them know, okay, it seems like you're not coming. Bye. Because the longer you stay on the phone with them after you sit, tell them that, the more they're, they're going to start getting frustrated. They're going to start showing their true colors on that phone call because you pretty much now, in their mind, uninvited them to your wedding. It gets. I'm going to get into more about wedding guests later after this wedding timeline series because your guests will toil with your nerves with your stress they will add so much more stress to one day than it actually needs to be but i give you guys the nitty the gritty when it comes to wedding and events how your guests make up your wedding or events and a lot of people do not discuss how people act with planning how people act with actually showing up to your event. So I'm going to get into that after this series. So make sure that you uh, follow, like, subscribe, whatever it is that you have to do. Because when I get into that, it is going to be cutthroat, okay? It's going to be cutthroat how people are with weddings and events, how these guests act. And I'm not trying to give you no sugar-coated nothing. I'm not trying to sit there and make it like flowers and roses. I'm not trying to discourage you. I want you to be prepared how people will act during this whole wedding process and possibly the day of your wedding or event. I want to let you know that, and I want you to be prepared. That's why I am going to be the one to address the, the elephant in the room when it comes to guests. Um, like I said before, I've been doing events for quite some time. I've seen how people act around food. They turn into a whole nother person. 
I've seen how they are when they attend something. I'm going to give you the nitty, the gritty, the realest of the real because I want you to be prepared for what may happen, especially if you are brand new to this wedding. You just started out and you all you're reading on the internet is all the cushy, cushy sugars and candy and lollipops and nobody's not really talking about how to prepare your mind for your guests i will be the one to tell you that i will have no problems like i said before i've been saying it i work in events i've seen some stuff and i'm going to share what i know (laughs) with you i have no problems so to conclude this uh bullet points for month seven to ten our very last bullet point is your first rehearsal for your wedding this is when you get your whole entire wedding party together and you guys start to rehearse and i would do that um i would do that about month 10 and i would do the invitations so let me just run this down so i would do lodging and invitations during month seven i would do keep track of the rsvps and give a courtesy call during months eight and nine more so month nine and send them out yeah about month seven you can send your invitations out about month seven or eight and give a courtesy call about month nine and have your first rehearsal during month 10 um i would give a schedule just so your wedding party has some sort of idea of when they're going to be meeting and it's not just like no pop-up thing like they know where they're supposed to be at um that way everybody's on track everybody knows what's going on i will also include the name of the person on top of the on top of the the schedule and what their position is and who they're walking down the aisle with um or if it's like a flower girl, just, you know, put her name and flower girl and then do the little boy for the ring bearer. Just so everybody knows what is going on. Communication is key. Communication will have it. It will be it will be the next step towards a successful wedding communication. And anybody and I would. On the back end, I wouldn't discuss, tell anybody this, but I would kind of keep attendance of who is there, who shows up to each event. I mean, who shows up to each rehearsal and who has missed a few. Um, And I say that because this is a big day. You've invested a lot of time, a lot of your energy, a lot of money into this for somebody in your wedding party to crumble it all with their unresponsible and untimely ways um you have to during first the first rehearsal give a speech it may sound like school but this is like i said before you've invested a lot of a lot of stuff into this day for anybody in your wedding party to drop the ball they should feel honored that they were even asked like i said during months four that they were even asked okay 
they should feel honored and thankful that you considered them versus somebody else or you can that you even considered them to be in your wedding it should be an honor for them to just not care that's something that you really need to pay attention to who shows up who's taking it seriously and who's not just there to be seen in a wedding so and i would keep track of who who comes one time and who comes late the ones that come late i would definitely let them know did are you even taking this seriously do you really want to be in this wedding if not please leave please just go if you're not going to take it seriously because too much stuff is invested for you not to take this seriously and i'm quite insulted that you will not take my that you're not even taking my wedding seriously so you have to kind of, you know, put your foot down, stand your ground when it comes to people in your wedding party. And like I said before, I'm going to tell, I'm going to discuss it on my podcast, the nitty, the gritty about your, about people, your guests and or your bridal party and how tables might turn and how true colors will be revealed. Uh, but Yes, this um, is about to conclude month 7 through 10. So you're going to find lodging for your guests and secure a room block. You're going to send out invitations. You're going to keep track of your RSVP responses. You're going to give a courtesy call to those guests that have not responded back to your invitation. And you are going to host your first rehearsal. So again, if you want this wedding timeline, click the link or head over to my website arbrerweddingboutique.bigcartel.com and purchase your timeline there and that way you have it in front of you and you can um, backtrack to the other podcasts and take notes of what I discussed and just write it on your keep you know keep notes it's always good to keep notes especially if you're not sure where you belong where you need to be at in the planning process and We're going to keep moving this thing along. So tomorrow we're going to talk about month 11, followed by month 12. Um, If you like what you heard during this podcast, go ahead and like, like, subscribe, or follow. Find us across the board on on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and until tomorrow keep planning stay home and just start mentally preparing and just keep planning during during COVID-19 just continue to keep planning things will work out or you can host stuff virtually we'll discuss that after we'll discuss that later on down the line but for right now we're just going to focus on this wedding time wedding timeline series and like I said subscribe like follow go ahead and purchase your timeline on the website rbrerweddingboutique.bigcartel.com rbrerweddingboutique.bigcartel.com and until tomorrow